which two teams are going to make it into the AFC Conference Championship next week. This is Harvey's Huddle. I'm your host, Jackson Harvey. Thanks for joining us today. Man, it was a it was a great wildcard weekend. There was a lot of... I won't say a lot of exciting games, but it's exciting if you're a Bills fan, exciting if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan or a Cincinnati fan, I guess. The Cincinnati game was pretty exciting, and you had, of course, the drama happening at the end of the Dallas Cowboys game, but nonetheless, it was an exciting weekend. It was great to see some fantastic playoff football played, even if it was just one team per game. Uh, but it was it was a great weekend. Really excited for some of these matchups heading into the divisional round. Um, of course, we got two games happening in each conference this weekend. Cincinnati is taking on the Tennessee Titans, and we've got a rematch of the AFC Championship game last week, or last week, last year, with Buffalo taking on Kansas City at Arrowhead. That's going to be... I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the most watched games of the year other than the Super Bowl. Like it's going to be it's going to be electric. Uh it's going to it's going to be a game, that's for sure. If you haven't already, go check us out on our social media um pages. We're on Twitter at Harvey's underscore Huddle. We're on Instagram at Harvey's Huddle. We're on Facebook as well. You can get all of the page links and everything in our episode description. Um, if I can ask to like share, if you like what I'm saying, if you like how I'm breaking games down and, um, the, the opinions that I'm giving you on each game, share it with whoever you think is going to like it. That'll help me out. That'll help you out. And we'll all get to participate in some good football conversations. So the way I'm going to do this, uh, we're going to tackle two games here at a time we're going to tackle the AFC divisional round in this episode and in my other episode this week we will talk about the NFC divisional round let's start off with Cincinnati taking on the Tennessee Titans the Bengals won a playoff football game it was uh quite the game to win it wasn't without its controversy if you would Uh, of course Here's the thing. I I am I am all for ragging on ref um, mistakes and ragging on the officials and saying you can't impact games. I I don't think that quote unquote erroneous whistle in that touchdown to I believe it was Boyd who caught it in the back of the end zone don't think it affected anything he was almost wide open there wasn't a defender around him for maybe three or four yards and the whistle went right before he caught it and I mean like right before so I don't I don't think that had a real big impact on that play at all Um, I will say that that officiating crew wasn't the best they didn't do a great job and that's why they're not going to be officiating in any of the other playoff games. NFL has pretty much come out and said that. So I'm sure they'll get a few reviews. I hope, I hope 
in all of the other games that of course there are officiating issues which i don't think that this game is really a good example of hey officials suck they're terrible we need to get some reform on how we hold officials accountable i don't think this is a game that you want to show as exhibit a but i hope in the off season that there's some sort of talk about how we can do that for officials Anyways, Joe Burrow, he went 24-34, 244 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions in that huge win. Um, Mixon, he had 17 carries for only 48 yards. Jamar Chase, he had three carries for 23 yards, and he caught nine of his 12 targets for 116 yards and zero touchdowns, oddly enough, through the air for Chase. Uh, CJ Zoma. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, He caught all six of his targets for 64 yards and a touchdown. Uh, The defense, they allowed 103 yards on 14 carries. That's a a good chunk of yards per carry that the Raiders had. Uh, Not a great job in stopping the run by the Bengals defense. Trey Hendrickson is on the practice report as having a full participant practice on Wednesday, which is a good sign after some concussion issues. It looked like everything looked okay. Everything looked okay in that win against the Raiders. It wasn't flashy. It wasn't phenomenal by any means. And so you might see Cincinnati is going to get a little bit toned out in a conference where the chiefs and the bills did what the chiefs and the bills do. You're not going to hear that much about Cincinnati. And I think They're in this top four in the AFC, even in this game. A lot of the media is going to focus on Tennessee and the fact that you've got A.J. Brown and Julio Jones and Derrick Henry potentially back in the lineup all three together for the first time since, like, October. That's going to be a big headline. Even even with Tennessee and how little media coverage that they get, I think Cincinnati is going to be a little bit drowned out because they didn't have a great playoff performance against the Raiders. Their defense, when they come against Tennessee, needs to be on its A game. Um, In the last three games that Cincinnati's played, they've allowed 465 rushing yards. Isn't a crazy amount, but it isn't a good amount either. They need to be on their A game, especially when it comes to the running game. That's one of my keys for Cincinnati to win this game. Another key that I have, Joe Burrow needs to keep calm. That calm demeanor that you saw in that game against the Raiders, that's what you need him to bring to the table against the Tennessee Titans. Because the Tennessee Titans defense, as bipolar as they are, as hot and cold, hot and cold and hot and cold and just plain confusing as the Tennessee Titans are as a team, you need to bring your A game and make sure that you're ready for them to all of a sudden be decent. And that's the nicest way that I can put it for Tennessee. Uh, Jamar Chase is going to be a huge asset in this game. Now, I also want to say the receivers around Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Ayuzoma, tight end, they're going to be crucial because they need to find ways to score like they did against the Raiders and to get the ball like they did against the Raiders. They need to find a way to do that when Chase is 
going to see some uh, double, maybe even triple coverages against the Titans' defense. Of course, Burrow needs to, which he's been great at all season long, but he needs to recognize the single coverage when when Chase is in single coverage, and you're going to see probably a pretty big touchdown from Jamar Chase, in my opinion, against this Tennessee Titans defense. They need to establish Mixon somehow. It's not going to be easy. Tennessee's defense is pretty pretty tough against the run, but they need to try to establish Mixon early and establish him often in order to create balance in their offense and really create an opportunity for them to go out and take control of the football game. Let's talk about Tennessee. I'm going to do the same things I did last week. We didn't talk about them. They're the number one seed. They're on a bye. Um, their regular season statistics, they ended 3,745 passing yards on the season, which is 23rd in the NFL. They allowed 47 sacks, which is 26th in the NFL. 23 rushing touchdowns on offense, which is tied for third most in the NFL. And they ran the ball 551 times, which is just one more time than the Philadelphia Eagles for first in the league. Uh, they also finished number 15, dead center almost, in terms of scoring offense in the league. On defense, they've allowed 62.9% of passes to be completed, which is seventh in the league, 4,169 passing yards, 25th in the NFL. Uh, 43 sacks on the season, which is tied for ninth in the league, and 3.9 yards per rush attempt, which is fourth in the NFL. This team, no matter who's on the field, no matter who's injured, who's not, this team relies and runs on Derrick Henry. It's going to be interesting to see what his workload's going to be like. I just read recently that he... The Titans seem to be a little bit concerned with what his workload will be. He still has a metal plate in his ankle from the surgery. So it's going to be interesting to see what he's going to be able to do and if he's going to be able to do much to help his team here. In my opinion, and I do not say this lightly, the Tennessee Titans are one of the most undeserving number one seeds in NFL playoff history. They did not deserve to be in a number one seed situation. They did not deserve to have a bye. Nevertheless, I'm happy they had the bye, and I am counting on them coming out with all of the rust, with all of the mistakes, and it's going to be great. I mean, they won the number one seed. They went 5-1 and one in their division, which isn't hard. The one loss you think it would be to the Colts. They lost to the Houston Texans. Okay. They also have losses to the New York Jets, the New England Patriots, who just got embarrassed by the Buffalo Bills, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. You lost a freaking game to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that was late in the season. That was only like four or five weeks ago. That was not early on when they were decent, kind of, I don't know. That was late in the season where they lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots, I believe, as well. Um, one of the most undeserving 
if not the most undeserving number one seed in the history of the National Football League. It looks like Jones, Julio Jones, and A.J. Brown, it looks like they're going to be available. I am skeptical for how long they both will be available for. Uh, Jones has been more injury-prone than my grandma lately, and it's it's terrible. If I'm the Tennessee Titans and I'm the in the executive of the Titans, I'm almost embarrassed by how badly this has gone and how badly of an experiment it's gone, mostly to injury. I mean, you lost Derrick Henry to injury, and you lost you lost Julio Jones to injury for most of the season. You lost A.J. Brown to injury as well, but it just hasn't gone well, this big three that they were talking about all offseason. Tannehill's been incredibly underwhelming. I think he's only thrown like 27 touchdowns this season, especially after a bye I think we're going to see how underwhelming he truly is. My keys for Tennessee to win this game, Tannehill needs to consistently improve throughout the game. He needs to avoid mistakes. He needs to be put on a leash, kind of, in my opinion, at the beginning parts of this game. Um, They need to run the ball like they do. They run the ball well. They run the ball often. And they need to stick to that. We're going to see how effective Henry is when he gets the ball. And I think how effective he is and how often he can be that effective, that's going to be one of the major keys and one of the major indicators of who's going to win this football game. Uh, The defense needs to be able to stop the pass, especially concerning Jamar Chase and that, quite honestly, best wide receiving core in the NFL. And they need to put pressure on Burrow. Now, the Titans, they had 43 sacks on the season. They're not a phenomenal defense by any means. But if there's one thing they can do in order to ensure a win here, blitz Burrow and get him panicked. Get him out of the pocket, but like he's actually scrambling. Because even when he goes out of the pocket, he's calm, he's collected, and he makes good throws. You need to get him rattled. And it's a perfect opportunity with how bad this Cincinnati offensive line is. It's hard to say who wins. I mean, at first glance, I thought maybe I'll take the Titans to win by some miracle. I think I think Derrick Henry's injury is going to hold him back. I think he's going to try to get into a real game situation. Something's going to get tweaked. He's not going to be effective. He's not going to be available the rest of the game. I say he comes in first quarter. He's out by the beginning of the second quarter. Joe Burrow, three or more touchdowns on the day. Cincinnati's going to win this one 27-17 to to move on to the AFC Championship. So, we have one team in the AFC Championship. Is it going to be in Buffalo? Is it going to be in Kansas City? As much as people want to say this game against the Bills and the Chiefs, it's, it's, I don't know why, but this week it's been driving me crazy. Um, and about another game in the NFC that I'll talk about in the other episode, but it's not Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. It isn't. Josh Allen isn't going to go out and have a throwing competition with Patrick Mahomes. It's just, that's not what's going to happen. 
I don't care. If I'm Josh Allen, I'm saying Patrick Mahomes can do whatever the heck he wants. He can do whatever he wants. When I'm on that sideline, I'm not sitting there watching Patrick Mahomes play. I'm preparing to play against the Kansas City defense. And the same thing goes for Patrick Mahomes concerning Josh Allen. Like I'm not sitting there watching Josh Allen. I'm preparing to go against the number one defense in the league. Now, I think that's important because it's not just between these two players. And it, it and it's not. It's just it's so blown out of proportion. It's a quarterback battle. No. The only thing that Josh Allen needs to worry about is the Kansas City Chiefs defense. The only thing that Patrick Mahomes needs to worry about is the Buffalo Bills defense. That's it. That's all. And I think sometimes it's blown way out of proportion that it's just, it's all about the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks are going to dictate this game. It's about the team and it's about who the quarterback is facing off against whenever they take the field. Not about who's on the bench when they're on the field. They're never going to be on the same field or on the field at the same time. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. It's not about Mahomes versus Allen. It's about the Bills versus the Chiefs. You want to talk about impressive? Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills against the New England Patriots. Josh Allen, he went 21 to 25, 308 yards, five touchdowns, and no interceptions. He also added six carries for 66 yards on the night. Devin Singletary, he had 16 carries for 81 yards and two touchdowns for an offense that didn't even punt, didn't punt, didn't kick a field goal, didn't turn the ball over. First time ever in the history of the NFL that a team has done that. Congrats. And it happened in that's, I believe that's regular season and playoffs. And it happened in a playoff game for the bills. Congratulations. Dawson Knox, five catches on five targets, 89 yards, two touchdowns. Josh Allen really spread the ball around in this one, too. He had four receivers with 40 yards or more. Pretty impressive, considering he only threw... Only threw (laughs) for 308 yards on the night. Now, this defense was absolutely dominant. Uh, They had two interceptions. They only allowed 89 rushing yards against a Patriots team that has been running over everyone Quite possibly, this Buffalo Bills team, just to put it frankly, when they're on their A game like they were on Saturday night, they're the team to beat in the AFC. Not the Chiefs, it's the Bills. My keys for the Bills winning this game, bold, capital, underlined, italic letters, Josh Allen. If he plays the way that he did on Saturday night, forget about it. Establish Devin Singletary like you did on Saturday night. That's another key. This Bills secondary is going to be a huge key. Uh, how they face off against McCole Hardman and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and now Jarek McKinnon who's come out of the woodworks. It's going to be important how they're able to react to these receivers. They need to be able to cause some turnovers and cause some confusion on defense to take advantage of Patrick Mahomes' awful decision-making that's been taking place all season long. Uh, Stephon Diggs is going to be a key. He needs to he needs to find a way to generate catches, find a way to get himself open, and this team needs to find a way to scheme him open. 
Because when he catches the ball and when he's scoring the touchdowns, this team wins. And it's just the trenches. It's the trenches, baby. You need the trenches if you're the Bills. You need to take control of this game in an offensive and defensive line standpoint. You need to control the trenches for the Bills to be able to win this game. Let's talk about Kansas City. After a slow start against Pittsburgh, which saw them go down 7 nothing in the second quarter, I believe, uh, Chiefs scored with a fury that I've never seen before. I believe they scored like 28 to 34, 35 points in like 11 minutes. It's crazy, crazy stuff. Mahomes, um, he went 30 to 39, 404 yards, five touchdowns, one interception. Jarek McKinnon, he had 12 carries, 61 yards. He also had six catches on six targets for 81 yards and a touchdown. Not a bad game for the former 49ers running back. Whereas Allen had four receivers over 40 yards. Mahomes had four receivers over 50 yards. Uh, Travis Kelsey was one for one passing for two yards and a touchdown. He also had five catches on seven targets, 108 yards and a touchdown as well. Defense was all right. I was kind of disappointed with how the defense did actually against a Pittsburgh defense that is, or a Pittsburgh offense that was just dismal. Absolutely dismal. I was kind of disappointed that they didn't, they didn't get more turnovers from the Pittsburgh uh, offense. They expected to be easier to get turnovers from the Buffalo Bills offense. They got another thing coming their way. Uh, I'm worried about the Kansas City defense. It's what we've been worried about all season long. They've done a good job up until the last few weeks, in my opinion. Is the defense going to be able to show up and take care of business against a Buffalo Bills team that just electrifying right now. My keys for the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game, turnovers. Force Josh Allen to make some mistakes and force the ball into your offense's hands. Mahomes' decision-making is going to be key. Now, I just, I know I, I love Mahomes as much as the next guy, but there have been times and there have been games where he's just making decisions I've never seen him make before. And he's trying to make throws that are just absurd. I don't know if it's an overconfidence thing or if it's just an over or underthinking thing. But he needs to focus on the decisions he makes. And he needs to be able to not be a hindrance to this football team. Which I know Patrick Mahomes is anything but a hindrance to the Kansas City Chiefs. But if he can manage the ball well and manage his decision makings well, then they'll be able to win this game. Uh, the rushing defense is going to be important for Kansas City. If the Bills are able to uh, start running the ball well, that includes Josh Allen running the ball, by the way. If the Bills can start to run the ball well, this Bills team is going to be tough to stop. And it's going to be because who knows? You're going to see a play action pass. Is Josh Allen going to run the ball? Is he going to pass the ball? What's going to happen? It's going to cause way too many decisions having to be made in too short of a time. And it's going to be pandemonium for this Kansas City defense if the Bills establish a run. So you need to 
really focus on your running defense this week in practice. The other thing, Jarek McKinnon, as well as he did, there's always some sort of running back, for whether it's for the Chiefs or the Bucks, the last couple years. But there's always some sort of running back that comes out of the woodworks after being the third or fourth string all season long and just kills it in the playoffs. Last year is Leonard Fournette. The year before is Darrell Williams. This year, I think it's Jarek McKinnon. And if he can get etched into the game plan for the Kansas City Chiefs and get utilized well, I think they have a good chance of winning this game. This very well could be when the final whistle blows. This could be the game of the year, in my opinion. I think Mahomes is going to throw for at least 300 yards. And that's logical to say, right? I think he's going to have at least two interceptions. Two interceptions at least on this day. Josh Allen as well, 300 yards at least. I think he's going to throw for at least three touchdowns against this Kansas City defense. Devin Singletary, 75 yards at least. I think Jarek McKinnon is going to be held to 70 yards or less in this game. And I think Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills, are going to host the AFC Championship game after taking down the Kansas City Chiefs 34-20. to Now, don't get me wrong. This is a huge revenge game for the Buffalo Bills. And if Bills Mafia is able to host an AFC Championship game after beating the Kansas City Chiefs, oh, I feel bad for the Cincinnati Bengals having to go into that situation. There you have it. That's Cincinnati at Buffalo for the AFC Championship game. Uh, Hit me up on those social media channels. You can find the links in the episode description. Uh, Go follow me. Go like my page. Do whatever you want. just want to hear from you. I want to hear your conversations. I want to hear if you think I'm crazy and who you think will be making it into the AFC Championship game. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jackson Harvey. This has been Harvey's Huddle. Take care.